welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the life hacks they demand. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. Happy Father's Day, guys. Are either of you fathers? And not uh, that I know of. High five. Mm-hmm. Medically incapable of fatherhood, but thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jeff's bringing well. us down now. <laughs> no, it's on purpose. It's not sad. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, you never know. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, life finds a way. You could turn into a frog. Is that what Jurassic Park was about? Yeah. That was what Metamorphosis was about. Mm, yeah, Gregor Samsa woke up one day and was like, oh, this is badass. I'm a frog. Well, Gregor Samsa woke up one day and discovered he was a clever girl. Is that anything? No. Is that a joke? Nothing. Damn. That's fine. I'll allow it. I'll allow <laughs> it, but it yes. isn't anything. <laughs> Louisa said yes, though. Yeah, it uh, had a callback that I enjoyed to Jurassic Park. Yep, thank you. It's like a callback because it's something that happened uh, outside yeah. of the realm of this podcast I mean the, entirely. I'm in the customer focus group and I'm turning the dial all the way up. Yes, I recognize mm-hmm. that Jurassic Park reference and I enjoyed it. <laughs> yep. Like, uh-huh. It's the only line for Jurassic Park that's good, right? Like, Whenever somebody quotes those other ones of, like, you put it on a lunchbox, or life finds a way, or whatever, you're like, ugh, fine. What about but hold on to your butts? Oh, hold on to your butts. Yeah, hold on to your butts. Good. Here's the thing. Jurassic Park is really good, and full of <laughs> fun little uh, moments like that. That's true. Also, when uh, Wayne Knight goes, uh-uh-uh, that's pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's, a, he's so funny. Yeah, he's what happened good. to his career? Where's he? Do you think, do you genuinely think that Wayne Knight watches, like, Kevin James movies and is like, why? Why would not have been me? me. Like, yeah. yeah, if, it, like, ten years earlier, this would have been me. Yeah, it's very weird. Uh, when, when Jeff said, has he been in, a, in anything, I was trying to remember if Wayne Knight was in the um, newest Space Jam, but I don't he think he not. was. Okay. No, I was waiting for him the whole time. He never showed up. Yeah. Hmm, shame. I mean, that makes sense, because wasn't he, like, Bill Murray's assistant or something? That yeah. Or no, Michael Jordan's assistant, and neither of those people are in the movie either, so. Yeah, but when you talk about making sequels or reboots of movies, saying yeah. does it make sense to have this character back is not part of the equation on whether or not that character will come back. Mm-hmm. That's true. What'd you find so out, anyway. Jeff? <laughs> uh, to see if Wayne Knight's still in stuff. Uh-huh. Scrolling and? down. Um, the last time he was in a movie was 2014's Tom and Jerry The Lost Dragon as the Elf Elder. Oh, weird. The Lost Dragon? And the last time he was in a TV show was Sirens in 2015, a show oh. I haven't heard of. Oh no, I hope he's doing it. Is okay. it spelled. How is Sirens spelled? Oh wait, I guess Sirens is spelled the same way. It's the if normal it's the way. mythological creature or the thing that makes sound. Yeah. Well, if it's, it might start with a P if it's like a fantasy creature that can do stuff to your mind. Oh, no, You're sorry. That was of that episode of Red Dwarf. <laughs> no, I mean, yes, but they're not the only ones to use such an idea. That was simple English Wikipedia. He was in a movie called Darby and the Dead last year. Is this a sequel to Darby O'Gillis and the Little People? <laughs> uh, it's just Darby O'Gill, but I thought they made that. Didn't they make an update of Darby O'Gill with, I want to say, Timothy Omenson in it? Oh, duh. He voices the penguin on Harley Quinn. Of course he does. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's true. I remember Makes that a lot now. of sense. Yeah. It's pretty good. Harley Quinn is a pretty okay show. Has that been um, savagely destroyed by capitalism like all the other animated Warner Brothers properties? No, it has done well. It, like, did well enough that uh, it survived 
Actually, it survived the death of two streaming services because it started as a <laughs> DC Universe exclusive yes, series. Yes, I remember this. Oh, but is, it did... is that the one Ron Funches is on? Yeah, he's. Uh, okay. Have you not King watched Shark. it, Louisa? I have not. It's pretty good. You would okay. like it. It's got it's got big Venture Brothers vibes. Yeah, I might give it a try. I always like to have a summer series, but I know Ron Funches was talking about being hopeful that there would be another season, but I don't think there anything's official. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if they've announced a uh, fourth fourth season. I think. I think they really lucked out by having a lot of actors not being able to work on other stuff because of COVID. So they have a really incredibly good cast. And then it's like, now they're all busy doing other things. Yeah, it's a shame. It is also like a cartoon. It's not like it takes that long for an actor to also be in a cartoon. I mean, that's true. But at the same time, if you're trying to get, um, oh, what's that dude's name? The guy who does the Joker on that show. Alan Tudyk, Tudyk, Alan Tudyk to be in a cartoon. There's probably a one hundred trillion people trying to do that at any given time. Yeah, and he's saying yes to all of them. He does do a lot of cartoon work. Yeah, he's got all that energy from those two dicks. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's the joke that you did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's right there in his name. High school was mm-hmm. probably not a fun time for him. I don't know. It's it's hard to turn two dicks <laughs> yeah, into an insult. Yeah, that's true. It's not like his name is like Alan Little Dick. Yeah. Uh, I was Alan to... Alan No Dick would be a lot harder to sell. I feel like. I was trying to remember the subtle non joke from the movie Mean Girls. I could not remember it, but there's a character who um, is maybe a lesbian, or at least the the uh, other kids uh, bully her by saying that. And part of her name rhymes with something that seems like it should be lesbian, so like that's the joke. But no, none of the characters in the movie ever make it. Oh no! The oh, character... you're thinking of uh, you're thinking of get in loser. We're going shopping. Oh yeah, yeah. no, that's what we I know from Mean Girls. The character Pink. Janice Ian is named after a famous lesbian activist from the seventies or eighties. Oh, okay, Janice Ian, because at some point, like. They make a point of walking all the way up to the edge of the joke and not making it. I think one of the uh, mean girls says something about, like, the joke would be lesbian, but they never say it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, I like a, I like a joke that's not quite made. Yeah, that's always, if, if it's clear what the joke would be and then they don't do it, that's... That is a very uh, artful way of doing a joke, I think. Yeah. My controversial opinion is I think that story would have been stronger if that character was actually gay. Yeah, mm. definitely. Um, I, I've seen this movie once literally 15 years ago, and I don't remember anything about it. It's fun. It's about teenagers being mean to each other in a way that I feel like a movie wouldn't do. I can't, tell if, I can't tell if Tina Fey is funny a good good funny person yes the I thing is, is amy poehler yeah you remember like there was a time when everyone was like yeah tina fey and amy poehler are a great comedy duo mm-hmm. i've realized amy poehler is one trillion times funnier than tina fey she is the she is the good one of that duo you know what i mean well i think the thing is that Tina Fey doesn't work in the same way. I think she's more of a yeah. writer than she is a performer. And I don't right. mind her performing, but I think her real strength is in writing behind the scenes. Um, yeah, but then I watched, like, uh, Kimmy Schmidt, and it's so full of, like, yeah, it, and also, doesn't it suck how millennials complain all the time? And you're like, yeah, that's oh, not good. I, okay, well. Yeah, 
the thing I think about Tina Fey is she's fallen into the trap that a lot of uh, older comedians have fallen into, which is you can't make jokes anymore. And that sucks. That sucks that she thinks that. But she's not doing it worse than a lot of men who people are like, but their show is still funny. And yet somehow people are like, yeah, everything Tina Fey has ever touched absolutely sucks. And I don't agree with that. Yeah, that's fair. There's dogs fighting outside oh, no. my house, and it's very loud. Oh, are, are people placing bets on it? Because if so, you should call the police. Oh, no, I meant uh, uh, there were airplanes having a gun battle in the sky. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, are people the placing Baron. bets on it? Because if so, you should go and place bets on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, Snoopy mm-hmm. is one of them. So it's a dog fight in two sentences. That's pretty good. Yeah. God, is oh, that is the that joke the... of why... Yeah. <laughs> Christ. That's exactly the revelation I also just had. Was that the joke? Is that why Snoopy oh, fights the Red Baron? Because Charles Schultz was like, dog fight. I got a dog in my comic. He honestly, could do dog fights. Honestly, that would make it make more sense than it ever has in my entire understanding of the Peanuts. That's fine. I- it's baffled me forever that that's like a cute and funny little thing that Snoopy pretends he's fighting the leader leader of the Kaiser's army for World War One. It's like if someone started a comic now where one of the characters had little fun fantasies about being in Vietnam. What are you doing? <laughs> yes. Right? <laughs> like It is odd, but I feel like there was, when Peanuts began... Like, little boys would pretend to be soldiers yeah. in a way that I don't think they do anymore. Well, maybe they do. I don't know. Do they? I don't think they do. They don't have G.I. Joe anymore, like we did. Yeah, that's true. And when you say we, you mean the royal we, because no one on this podcast has ever owned a G.I. Joe. No, but I did watch the show, and I remember one of their tips at the end of an episode that's like, uh, call an adult if something's on fire. Like, one of those bullshit life tips yeah, the more you know yes, yeah, yes. no um what was it uh learning knowing is, half the, is half the battle yes, knowing yes. is half the battle uh one of them was never chew the eraser off your pencil and swallow it <laughs> mm. and that stuck with me because no one else has ever given me that advice it's good advice i guess what happened to psas why did the government funding go away for them that sounds like the kind of psa where you didn't know that that was a cool thing to do until you saw the PSA, and then oh, you're like, yeah. mm, that would be fun. <laughs> it does look delicious. I mean, the chewing an eraser is a good mouthfeel. It is true. Well, some of them, some of the textures are not good. There's premium chewing erasers, and then there's other yeah. erasers. Yeah. You know those art erasers that are, like, super expensive, and they're moldable, like, clay, but they're erasers? Mm-hmm. I love those things. Yes. Do you... <sighs> The problem is I was never exposed to those when I was young enough to just want to see what it would felt like to put something in my mouth, but mm-hmm. I do want to chew on that like gum and see if it's good. Yeah, the trouble is, I think, is as an adult, you try something like that, and but you know in the back of your mind, this could be more enjoyable to chew, and then it would just be food. Mm, that's true. Yeah, the problem is that there's too many good things to eat in the world. You know, I said that like it was a joke, but I think that actually is a problem. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely one of my problems. Uh, Every time I'm trying to lose weight, I'm like, but spaghetti is so good, though. Yeah. As soon as you start to um, cut back on your diet in a healthy way, but enough that your body gets a little bit hungry, suddenly everything sounds like the best possible thing to eat 
And it's that thing where your body is sending you the message like, hey, I know that you're trying to do something responsible, but if you fuck up, it's going to be so good. (laughs) Yeah. Your body is the devil on your own shoulder. Yeah. (laughs) If you slip up one time, it's going to be fucking amazing, dude. You've got a a stomach on your shoulder with horns and a a trident. (laughs) And then this is like three layers of abstraction. (laughs) (laughs) And then a belly on your other shoulder but i guess the stomach wouldn't be in it your brain maybe your heart that makes sense your heart's the most concerned about you becoming unhealthy Mm. (laughs) not mine oh okay (laughs) my heart is the reason why i need to uh have snacks it's for my feelings and emotions (laughs) oh okay (laughs) i mean that makes sense the only way you can process your emotions is through eating right Mm -hmm. that's everyone's experience (laughs) yeah process no suppress suppress is the word you're looking for yeah you know potato potato let's call the whole thing off Mm, potatoes (laughs) i want some hash browns now it's morning time and every time i think of potatoes in the morning i want hash browns Uh, i was thinking about potatoes in the morning Mm -hmm. i was thinking about a tornado potato the other day the one you can get at the fair or the midway sometimes that's uh Potato that's spiral cut and then put on a wooden skewer to be all fanned out and then deep fried. It's so good. It's like How is that not just chips. worse potato chips? Uh, it's closer to fries, which I think yeah. helps it out. It's both really? of those things. I enjoy it. I've never had one because every time I look at it, I'm like, that just seems like an inconvenient bag of potato chips. Usually they are thickly sliced enough that they don't become as hard and crunchy as a potato chip. I so. like instead of saying that you're in a pickle, say that you're you've you're dealing with a really inconvenient bag of potato chips. Mm. It's well, it's longer, but it's also more confusing. So. Yeah, so it's perfect in every way. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> so it's our two hundredth episode, everyone. Oh, hooray! Hello. <laughs> the Actually, it's probably. It's probably like our 400th episode if you count our previous incarnations. Oh, yeah. How many episodes of Seeing Reddit were there? I don't know. Probably a lot. <sighs> yeah, there were at least several. Did we re- did we re- restart our numbering when we switched from doing wikis to doing um, no. random words on WikiHow? We only switched to uh, from Seeing Reddit to Hack, Hack the Net. Uh, we did 150 episodes of seeing Reddit. This so this is our 350th, 350th episode. episode. Jesus Christ, that's too long. <laughs> Better not to I, think about it. I had like mentally squared in my head the fact that we'd done this 200 times, but 350 times seems like we should stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, oh, man! I stopped at 200 for creepy pods, though, or did I stop at 250? No, I can't remember. Oh, no, I thought I thought you were continuing your um. Uh, ARG that you did. Oh like yeah, maybe you there, don't know maybe there are fifty there are... episodes yeah. you don't yeah, know about. Fifty yeah. secret episodes. No. Mm-hmm. no. Oh man, I posted too many bonuses from the Patreon. Now I can't find the last episode. <laughs> the lost episode. Yeah. Ooh, makes you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two hundred. Mm-hmm. I did two hundred episodes of Creepy Podsta. Mm-hmm. Fun. <sighs> anyway, what'd you do this week, Louisa? <laughs> ah shit. <laughs> What did I do this week? I went to pick strawberries, which I love, but I know I've talked about that every year. Yeah. 
What else did I do that I haven't talked about before? Literally nothing. We could talk about Zelda again if you want. Mm, I, I feel like it's Zelda. been long enough. Yeah, I'm still enjoying it just as much. I'm getting nervous because now I'm like 75 to 80% done on a lot of the little like side quests like bubble frogs and finding wells and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. sad. I don't want to be done with that. I like doing this. I, I'm i starting to hear from people that they've finished mapping out the underworld, and that yeah. seems insane to me, because oh. it's so miserable to spend any time down there at all. Yes, it is, but I'm almost <laughs> done as well. And what helped me a lot was riding dragons down there, mm. and then I would ride a dragon all the way out to the middle of nowhere. I'd be able to see a light route, and I'd just parachute right off to get there. I'm very afraid that I'm going to get to... a a great fairy and try to upgrade an armor and they're gonna be like yes we need 30 scales off of this dragon and then i'm gonna be like shit that's gonna take me 11 (laughs) hours to gather because getting one claw off of each of them to get the uh to finish the the shrines of or the the, what is it called spring of power and Mm -hmm. courage that quest done that took me like two days (laughs) well Yes, agreed. And yes, the Great Fairies will require a lot more of those materials. But what's nice is you can fly the dragons around and just keep collecting things. Except for their claws. Well, kind of. There's no way to grab their claw before you fall off. That's true. But I have jumped off the dragon, slowed down to arrow time, hit the claw with the arrow, it falls off. I parachute down after it but then i go into free fall and i catch up to it in the air and then i'm able to parachute back up to the dragon yeah you can grab it before it like there's like a pause after you hit it where it's grabbable but hasn't started falling yeah Yeah, but it's such a fucking pain in the ass yes (laughs) yes true (laughs) but the best thing to get on a dragon is the horn and that sells for Mm -hmm. 300 rupees a piece those are great uh and you can just stand on his head and keep collecting those yeah. You have to wait 10 I still real have... life minutes, though. Ugh. Yeah, but then I go do other stuff and come back. I still have, like, 900 diamonds from when the item duplication glitch was working, yes. so I, I don't have any problems with rupees. <laughs> well, good. Oh, oh, man. Although, it's so fucking expensive to buy rooms for your house to put your yeah. cool swords in, and that makes me angry. True. I need to buy more of those. I'm running out of room for my special weapons. Mm. Hmm. I wonder if, um... I wonder if that other, there was another duplication glitch that involves going down to that area called Tobio's Hollow and firing, like, multi-shoot arrows. I wonder if that still works. I haven't bothered trying to do any of them. I know that the one where you fuse items to your weapon and then switch weapons and then take, go to Tarrytown to get the items split off of your weapons Mm -hmm. still works, Um, but that seems too complicated. When it was just, like, jump off of a thing and then hold a bunch of stuff and then drop it that was easy and i did that hmm. i'm not gonna do this eight part mini uh, yeah, quest but... every time i want more di- diamonds or whatever yeah but you're already rich <laughs> i never did any of the dupes and i'm still yeah. going through the game so you can you do could it have. i mean i told you about it i know it i didn't want to <laughs> one of <laughs> the things worth it to me one of the things you can do is sell any of the armors that the bargainer statues uh, will give you for pose. Yeah. And uh-huh. then rebuy them for pose. Because pose <sighs> yeah. are easier to find than rupees. That's true. But Matt already said he hates running around in the depths, so. Yeah, the depths suck. 
I love them. I like them, yeah. I wish there was a quest, like, in all of the... Well, maybe there is later, I don't know. But in the overworld, like, when you go to the Zoric domain and it's like, Hey, shit fucking sucks here, dude. (laughs) Everywhere you walk, you keep getting trapped in this sludge. And then there's a quest where you can clear it up. I wish there was that for the gloom in the, uh, the underworld, because so much of it is, you can't see anything anyway. You're running, then you suddenly fall off a thing you can't see into a big pile of gloom that sucks all your health away and you die. You gotta throw light brooms. I know, but... Beep, boop. You can't, <laughs> you can't, you can't throw br- blight, bright bloom <laughs> seeds when you're, like, falling or climbing. Yeah, you can I shoot would... them on arrows. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna waste my fucking oh my arrows on this garbage. <laughs> I feel like I understand now why you're having such a bad time. I would literally never run anywhere where I couldn't see where I was going. Same. I always light up my path. Yeah. Well, but then why are? What's the point of the miner's armor that makes you glow if not that? So it's you don't fun. have to do use that. it. You in look conjunction. like you're in a rave. Use it in conjunction. That's insane. It doesn't provide any. It doesn't make light bright bloom seeds any glow any harder. It doesn't make that that technique any better so why bother no i'm saying like you can explore a little bit without having to throw a bright bloom to see what's under your feet and also you can throw bright blooms so that you can not have to worry about randomly falling off cliffs or whatever you guys understand how the more you explain how fucking complicated and archaic this this exploration is the more you're proving my point that it sucks right i just like the quest of lighting up all the light runes because then it fixes all those problems yeah i mean i've tried to do that a few times but my god especially because they on purpose put all the light roots in a place where when you get close to them they disappear (laughs) because they're like up on a cliff or behind a column or whatever fucking annoying (laughs) fucking stop it Oh, I like all that. It's like fizzing out, f- figuring out a physics puzzle. Mm, what a great game. A, everything in the game is figuring out physics puzzles. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to do one of those um, air bikes that everyone online is so excited about, and they are not good. They are so hard to control. Yeah. I perfected, tried that? I perfected mine recently. I, uh-huh. I, everyone I, says that. Yep, go on. I mean, I had made one, and it like pulled to the right a little bit, so I was like, I'm going to try this again. And I made it again, and now it doesn't uh, drift. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. I haven't done a ton of that. I've mostly made carts to go on the ground and then water boats, uh, some of which are more successful than others. I like figuring out, like we said, physics puzzle, The that if you have a board with a fan on the back and a control panel, that's a boat. It's okay. If you try to go too fast, the front will dip into the water and start to sink. Yeah. But... If you make that raft with the board and you attach two logs to the bottom of it, like a catamaran, suddenly it's extremely stable and it will not sink into the water. So it's like figuring out how you'd build a real boat. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I like the, uh, the only thing that's bad about a wooden vehicle is sometimes, uh, it'll break because the wood is like very fragile. You'll like (laughs) run into something incorrectly and it'll just disappear. Ugh, I wish I wish there were less connection points when you're gluing things together because I keep on trying to do things where I'm like, okay, I want to put this fan right in the center of the yeah. back of this thing and then it connects and it's like, you know, a millimeter down from where I want it to be or too far to the left or right and it's very difficult to 
you have to like run all the way around the thing so you can look at it from every angle to yeah. make sure it's connecting to the right spot. Yeah. That's annoying. Yeah, that bothers me too. And when you're um, trying to rotate an object you're holding, there are eight points of like rotation of it. Mm-hmm. I wish there were only eight points of connection for different objects. Yes, that would be good. I like that. I like that you can go freeform with it, but I will usually stick to the like. Oh, it's grabbing. Uh, it wants to connect the center of this side to the center of that side. Yeah, which is nice. The problem is that it doesn't always want to do that, though. Mm -hmm. Like, you say that, but then if you hold it and you're looking at it from one angle, it might look like the center from where you're at, but it's actually three quarters of the way down the other side? Ugh, why? (laughs) Why would anyone ever want that? I don't know, man. What if you're trying to make something really stupid? (laughs) Yeah, that's the problem. I feel like they, they sacrificed it being intuitive for it being open to like experiment with and i get why you would do that but the only people who want to do that after the first time are like weird perverts online who are like (laughs) i made the fucking stupidest contraption in tears of the kingdom check it out you know i have a fun i have a fun little motorbike with a a wheel on the front that has swords glued to it That's great. Why? <laughs> uh, because it's fun to drive around and have the wheel yes! make the sword spin and <laughs> hit stuff. I love having like a flame emitter on the front so you're just torching everything as you go past. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. I do feel like I I you I was picking up shields that had like flame emitters and laser beam shooters on them when they were dropped by constructs and I had to stop doing that because I kept accidentally like burning forests down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh I need to lock onto this Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Great game. Yeah. Ugh. I keep um riding my little car around, seeing enemies, hopping off to fight the enemies, the fight gets too close to the car, I swing my sword, it sets off the car again and it goes way off a cliff without me. Yeah. Uh, I I wonder why they made hitting the thing the thing that activates it because yeah. that seems like really difficult to manage. Couldn't they have figured out a button you could press? I like yeah. that. It, I I like the straightforwardness of just hit it because then it creates the chaos of like, well, I can't ride this all the way into battle because then if I hit it, it will fly away from me. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh man, I really like the new Korok puzzle in this game, which is a uh, tree stump has a big cork in it, and if you mm-hmm. can remove that cork, you can get the Korok, and there's many different ways to like try to those, figure yeah. out how to do that. Those are great. Yeah. I've had a lot more fun with the shrines in this game than in Breath of the Wild. Mm. They've had some really fun... I just did one last night where there was a wheel that you had to attach to the side of a platform, but... It was going up a thing that there wasn't a slope there. There was just a bunch of spikes. Mm-hmm. So you had to put glue a board to the side of the wheel so that it would become like an all-terrain vehicle. It was very fun. Yeah, that's Love very it. good. Yeah, I do like all those little physics puzzles. Uh, yep. People complain about the shines again. I guess you can't ever make anybody... It can't ever make everyone happy. I, th- but I thought I were... some of them... Oh, sorry. I thought there were less of them this time, and there's actually 32 more of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. But some of them are cheating, where you just get the treasure chest at the end. Yeah, that's true. No, those are good. No, I, I like, like that. <laughs> I, I like the the um, the puzzles, too, 
but it's really fun when you're like oh no okay i gotta switch my brain to yeah. to puzzle mode here we go and then it's just like oh shit i'm in space that means that this is just gonna be a free treasure chest shit yeah sweet oh, that's very good yeah yeah Although sometimes those treasure chests have like a level five sword and you're like, you're wasting my time. I wish I hadn't even opened this chest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get psyched whenever it's like I open a chest and it's got materials in it instead of weapons. I'm like, yes, diamond, perfect. Mm. Yes. I've been enjoying, um, if you fight wizards, those little elemental wizards, they always Mm -hmm. have... They always have a weapon that they will drop that is a valuable gem fused to something. And you can go and take that. And for 20 rupees, you can have that unfused. And now you have a sapphire or whatever. Although it's fun to fight with those magic wands that they drop because then you get those bouncy water balls or whatever that we (laughs) talked about before. Yeah, sometimes Um, they just have like a sword with a gem on it. And that sucks because it only shoots one little fireball. Yeah. Set of three. No. Those those magic staffs that you get mm-hmm. suck. Yeah, they're, they're terrible. They're good. When you fuse no. a gem to them, you shoot three <laughs> instead of one. I throw them away. <laughs> I literally drop yeah. them immediately because I know it's like the, the inventory slot is worth more to me than that. <laughs> you don't want to shoot three fireballs? I don't want to use up a fucking you know yeah. diamond or ruby for what i could do much better with a master sword and diamonds don't do anything on those anyway well i don't know yeah that's weird why it, don't they do is, anything it, it is weird uh yeah it's just for some reason it's um the elemental ones and then star fragments will shoot little beams of light out oh that's fun i have a bunch of star fragments yeah every time i see one at night i'm like i'm gonna run over yes. there and get that <laughs> Good yeah. instincts, because I collected a ton of them, and then upgrading armor, I have none again, so I have yeah. to keep going. I, I'll occasionally see, I'm like, ooh, that yellow uh, beam of light going up into the mm-hmm. sky, I should go get that stuff. Oh no, it's 4.30 in the morning, it's about yeah. to disappear. Run! Yeah. <laughs> Rushing over. Oh, so good. Oh, man. Yeah, so I'm still enjoying it a lot. I'm coming to the so... end of some stuff, and I'm disappointed about that. Mm-hmm. Are, has everyone i mean i'm certain now everyone here has finished all of the like regional uh phenomenon quests yes yes are we all at the place where everyone is like you need to go kill ganon now please yes no because okay. there's a secret extra quest you get after the four elemental quests so mm-hmm. i'm on yes. that one yeah i did i discovered that one uh accidentally ahead of time out of persistence <laughs> and like did it and then, like, uh, had the fun of, like, oh, I'll go do Zora's Domain after. And then they were all like, oh, you already, uh, huh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, I guess you can just go kill Ganon then? Hmm. Did anyone try to get the Master Sword before you were told to go get the Master Sword? I yes. did get Apparently- it. Apparently you can. Oh, you did. Yeah, because I, one of the things mid-game that I did once I'd opened all the areas on the map was go and find all the Tears of the Dragon to get all the memories, because mm. I wanted yes. to see those little story beats. And the last one lets you know what happens, and then mm-hmm. offers you the chance to interact with this thing, and mm-hmm. if you do, you find the Master Sword there. So I was like, ha, huh, that's... Hmm. Weird. So I went and did the Lost Woods after all that. Oh yeah, I went to. I had not found all of the the memories yet, and I went and did uh 
I was like, I'm gonna go see what's going on with my friends <laughs> in the Korok forest. And then... I guess I did get I did get it before I went to the Lost Woods, but I felt like getting all the tears was the game being like, now go get it. Yeah. Yeah. But I went there and the Deku Tree was like, oh yeah, I guess you would expect me to have the Master Sword, huh? I'll use my <laughs> brain to find it and put it on your map for you. Oh, that's helpful. Yeah. yeah. I just had, like you said about uh, people anticlimactically revealing stuff, I went to the Deku Tree and he's like, hey, it's great to see you. Thank you so much for helping me. I see you've already got the Master Sword. That's great. Um, Come back if you need anything. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> yeah, it sucks that he doesn't give you fucking anything at all. Yeah. Although you do get those kick-ass weapons from killing the guy that's hurting him. Yeah. You get the the fun throwback of going and curing the Deku Tree's tummy ache. Like, you had yeah. to do an Ocarina of Time. Yeah, Except it doesn't kill him this time like it did an Ocarina of Time. You don't know. You don't know what happens at the end of the game. That's true. He might die later. Yep. What In Breath of the Wild, was he a blooming cherry blossom tree? Because I thought he was just a regular green tree in that one. Am I wrong? I don't remember. Okay, yeah, I don't know. but he's in full cherry blossom bloom now. It's very pretty. <clears throat> uh, I feel like I shouldn't talk too much more about it. So, Jeff, what did you do this week? Uh, I went and seen some movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yesterday I went and saw uh, a 9 a.m. IMAX screening of The Flash, and then after that a uh, normal theater screening of Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Oh no, how is that? Um... Transformers Rise of the Beasts was pretty fun. Okay. Was it just Beast Wars? Was he a gorilla? I expected it to be a sort of reimagining of Beast Wars, but it more functions as a sequel to Beast Wars in a lot of ways. Because, uh, hmm. like, okay. it takes place in the 90s, and they uh-huh. team up with the regular Transformers, but they reference having been on Earth for thousands of years. Okay. You know, just as if, like... Yeah, we're from... So what were they doing during the previous Transformers movies? Uh, I guess those are set later. Okay, I get it. Do they all die at the end? Is that why they're not in the other Transformers movies? uh, No, they're just... They're there for the specific thing of guarding the transwarp key or whatever. Which I Mm -hmm. think was in Beast Wars, but I don't remember. That was a long time ago. Yes. Um, But, like, first thing... Thousands of years ago, in fact. Yeah, exactly. First thing in the movie, they're like hey, there's this big Transformer named Unicron, and we have to keep him from getting the Transwarp key, and they just mm-hmm. go right into it from there. Mm-hmm. It's It really jumps you. I didn't even know Unicron was in this movie. and It's... It really jumps you into its gang. It beats the shit out of you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it makes you a Maximal. When you're a Maximal, you're a Maximal for life. Or whatever. Um, and uh, But it's, you know, it's fun. Um, there's a clear attempt to start a Hasbro cinematic universe towards the end of the film. Oh my god, does uh, Strawberry Shortcake show up? <laughs> uh, no, the uh, the guy from In the Heights who plays the lead in this one, Anthony Ramos, uh, uh-huh. gets uh, a business card from a guy and he flips it over and it says, G.I. Joe. Because uh, they're yeah. going to have him become a G.I. Joe, I guess, because he teamed up with the they Transformers. Uh, movies, though. They did two of those, and the second one seemed like it would be good, but it wasn't. You need that um, Nick Fury analog to come and recruit people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. G.I. Joe himself. Wait, isn't yeah. there a guy with an eye patch in G.I. Joe? Is it the bad guy? Cobra Commander has a full face mask. I don't know if he's got oh. an eye patch. 
thought there was an eye patch uh, guy. G.I. Joe eye patch guy. <laughs> this can't be a good way for us to use our time on this podcast. Oh, right. I forgot they did a Snake Eyes movie also. That's weird. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Snake Eyes Gambit from the X-Men? Yeah. Snake Eyes Origins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Snake Snake Do you eyes. think the reason that Gambit wasn't called Snake Eyes like we all said is because of the G.I. Joe? Like they had a copyright on the name no, or something? Gambit uh, definitely predates the G.I. Joe character Snake Eyes, right? Is that true? I don't think that's true. Let's see. Uh, Gambit Snake seems eyes... like an extremely designed in the late 80s character to me. Snake Eyes is 1982. Uh-huh. And Gambit, disambiguation page, because that's a word that means other stuff. Uh huh. Comics created in 1990. Yeah, that's yeah, probably why they see? didn't call it Snake Eyes. That's crazy. Oh, he oh, solved it. Man. It's great. I bet you that when they created the character and designed him, they were like, and he's going to be called Snake Eyes, and he'll throw dice. Isn't that great? And then they looked at they realized that there was a copyright, and they're like, shit, okay, uh, call him something else. Uh, what's a gambling thing? Kenny Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, I We're think... gonna call him the Game Boy, like in that one song. <laughs> oh shit! So I was using that. Yeah, they just got—they missed it by a year. Um, <laughs> I think Marvel published GI Joe comics uh, in the '80s, also. So that makes sense. That doesn't mean that they had the right to use. <laughs> we published GI Joe comics, so we're gonna call this other comic Cobra Commander. I mean, they did have a character named Captain Marvel for the sole purpose of. Pre- preventing dc from calling the shazam guy that yes that's the opposite of what i'm saying though i don't know what anyone's (laughs) saying anymore uh anyway i enjoyed transformers rise of the beasts pretty pretty okay did you feel the same level of moral panic that i feel whenever i think about going to see the flash because of how terrible a person ezra miller is um i did a bit I Wait, hope... which terrible person is in Transformers? No, Transformers no, no, no. Now is we're the, talking Flash. About the Flash. Oh, okay. The Flash stars uh, a person yes. who is bad. Um, but... Known sex past Ezra Miller. Yeah, yes. but I, I'm... The, the idea that individuals, uh, individuals' choices about media consumption have inherent moral value um, is one that I don't necessarily agree with uh largely mm-hmm. like it's like when corporations make you feel like you recycling your like tin cans is gonna save the world while they are hurling millions of tons of plastic into the oceans every day exactly and also uh the casting of this bad person is not the most morally reprehensible thing about the movie um, oh no yeah there's there's a lot of uh cgi revenant cameos of oh, no. uh, people who are not alive to give their permission to be in the movie yikes uh, that's not good the i think third build actor was very clearly not on set for any of it oh weird yeah like hmm. the the if you've seen the trailers you know the movie kind of takes place during man of steel times because like mm-hmm. michael shannon is there but like yeah. he he's there's no way he ever met any of the other actors in this movie. <laughs> He's only ever in his spacesuit with his space mask on. Like, at most, they had him record a face capture for it. And that's weird. Even more possible is just did voiceover and they've deep faked it. That is 
questionably legal though right like they would have to do it with his permission but yeah i was gonna say they he must have known that it was happening yeah (laughs) it would be fucking wild if michael shannon's like yeah i'm gonna go see the new uh star wars movie and he sees a trailer and he's like did I do this movie? Was isn't I that, in this? Isn't that what happened to Gwyneth Paltrow, where she wasn't sure if she was in one of the Marvel movies, and she was? Oh yeah, they were like, you were in a Spider-Man yeah. movie. She was like, no, I wasn't. <laughs> I mean, to <laughs> be fair, she, she probably shot... interacted with Robert Downey Jr. I don't think yeah. Tom Holland was even on set that day. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, she has a scene with Tom Holland, but it's plausibly, like, it was almost definitely just shot while she was on set for her one scene in Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. yeah um but yeah uh i don't know uh i tried to mostly talk about transformers because that was the movie that like is part of a dead franchise in such a way that like i don't think anybody at hasbro is paying too close attention to what they do with it uh-huh <laughs> like in transformers 7 they're trying to set up a gi joe crossover okay <laughs> But, like, I went to see it because, you know, the Michael Bay fifth one bombed so hard. That's the one where Optimus Prime teams up with King Arthur. Um, Mm -hmm. It bombed so hard Mm. that they just kind of rebooted the franchise, and the reboot, Bumblebee, was pretty good. Now, is are any of the human characters in this one? Or is it, like, all new? Uh, There are no recurring... This is, like, fully... Okay fully a standalone movie there's no recurring human characters um actual cannibals shia labeouf does not show up in this film there's no uh there's no references to past movies except for the fact that like optimus prime and bumblebee are in it and you have to like know what a transformer is for it to make sense Mm. is clancy brown in it wasn't he in the other one he was the voice of that bearded transformer uh, yeah no i think this one has ron perlman as uh, oh. uh optimus primal <laughs> that's the gorilla good. version of optimus that's Prime. a good that's good that's just good casting yeah yeah um oh man my favorite thing in this movie is the gorilla the gorilla robot has to teach the truck robot about why humans are worth saving <laughs> um and okay. he says I used to also not trust the humans, but it turns out there's more to them than meets the eye. Oh, yeah. And I went, ha, out loud. Because I think... (laughs) Stood up up in the theater and started clapping. I, like, of all of the corny types of ways that you could do that type of thing, that was a good one that I liked. (laughs) I was like, oh, you flipped it around. It's humans that are more than meets the eye. Mm-hmm. it's humans it that are robots we in the, disguise yeah we were the transformers all along <sighs> anyway uh that's a pretty the problem is that i want to know more about the flash i don't give a shit about transformers but you don't want to talk about it well so it's I don't know. uh it's a it's a really beautifully shot movie for the most part this flash film mm-hmm. like all of the stuff where the flash is running around and like ben affleck batman is doing stuff that's all fun and then mm-hmm. it gets kind of muddy in the middle, um, mm-hmm. and then the like end of it is just a disaster. And mm-hmm. I think perhaps the most insulting part is at no point. So like the, they do fun cameos of like peeks into other universes or whatever, mm. and they don't even do like an archive footage appearance of Grant Gustin. Ugh. Aww. 
like Who's our favorite Flash. They go to yeah, the tr- they go to the trouble of showing a universe with the black and white George Reeves Superman, like mm-hmm. the adaptation of the radio show, and <laughs> they like zoom in on like a Jay Garrick Flash in that universe, mm-hmm. and they don't show Grant Gustin. Who's Ugh. canonically met the movie version of the Flash? <laughs> it's true. crazy. Like it. It's so. I wonder if Grant Gustin like refused to be in the movie because he seems like a good person and everyone. I don't think he can. I don't think anyone who's involved in superhero yeah, stuff would be can make any choices <laughs> because mm. they ele- they accidentally before they knew superhero movies were going to hit it big. They accidentally gave power to uh, Robert Downey Jr., <laughs> who was already an established actor, and he mm. did get to make some of his own choices. And they were like, "Never again." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I. I enjoyed the movie overall uh, more than I expected to, um, mm. and it is also a uh, cynical and uh, reprehensible attempt to cash in on the uh, nostalgia that people have in general going back 80 years for characters like mm. Superman and Batman more than for mm. characters like The Flash. <laughs> well, that's a shame. Yeah, uh, so very strange, but... You know, Michael Keaton is fun. Back as Batman. Um, mm-hmm. A couple other. There's one. There was only one cameo that was very surprising, and it's at the very end. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, does anyone care if I spoil it? I the, do not. The audience might. Okay, so audience, skip ahead like a minute if you care about <laughs> spoilers for this movie that kind of sucks and a cameo that doesn't have any implications. So the idea seems to be that when Barry Allen changes the timeline. Uh, some st- you gotta go faster than this, Jeff, if you're gonna get it in in a minute. <laughs> uh, okay. When Barry Allen chooses timeline, sometimes it recasts actors, even if uh, that character was born before the time he changes. Oh, so uh, that's why Michael Keaton is Batman now in the like mm. altered timeline. And then he fixes the timeline, but changes one thing a little bit. And when Bruce Wayne comes out of the car at the end to say, congratulations, Barry, on your dad getting out of prison, uh, it's George Clooney instead of Ben Affleck. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's yeah. I like fun. that. Yeah, that was a fun little thing. And Barry's like, oh, what? And then credits. I thought you were going to say Robert Pattinson, and that would have made me sad. <laughs> yeah, that would have sucked. <laughs> yeah, but I love that. Yeah, no, that's good. I don't want to say more because I don't want to spoil if anyone. I don't know how long the time has been, but that is fun. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what'd you do this week? Uh, I can go quick because we're already running long. Um, I let's see. Did I do anything particularly interesting? I made made pasta last night. Nice. Which was fun. Describe it I in like detail. To... <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I've been trying to get better at making noodles from scratch and mm-hmm. uh i feel like this is maybe my best batch yet because i realized so anyone who's ever made handmade pasta you make you know the your mixture of flour water and egg to be the right consistency and then you like roll it out and you let it dry oh, you roll wow. it out again over and over and over again i i'm so used to working with flour dough substances where you don't want to overwork it because yeah. it'll get tough, but that's not, you need to change your thinking when it comes to noodles because you really can't overwork noodle yeah. dough. They're so, so that, high in gluten. Like if they're, if they're the good Italian kind, they're extremely high right. in gluten. Exactly. So I, um, so I, once I realized that like 
when you roll out your dough sheets and then let them dry and then cut them into noodles, like, it is inevitable that some of the noodles are just going to get stuck together and turn into gross lumps. Mm-hmm. And before, I was like, well, there's nothing I can do about that. But you could just take those gross lumps and roll them back out and then recut them, and then they're fine. Yeah. So once I discovered that, I was like, oh, I can do this, I guess. That's pretty good. Uh, do yeah. you have Do you have the pasta roller attachment for your KitchenAid? No, I don't. I have a hand crank uh, roller and cutter okay. that I got from Bed Bath & Beyond when it was on sale. <laughs> Part of the I Beyond w- section. Yep. <laughs> I ha- I have one of those, but I use it for rolling out polymer clay, and because I've done that, I'm not going to be using it for food. So No, you can't. So yeah. I know the process, but I haven't done it. No, you can't. <laughs> it's non-toxic, but you should not be eating it. Non-toxic have you and ever- edible are synonyms to me. <laughs> have you ever handmade noodles, Louisa? Or uh, Jeff, I guess? I have. I've only made the um, thicker, um, I guess it's from part of China. Sorry, I don't remember which part, but where you roll it out without any equipment, just a rolling pin. I've done those, mm. which they come out and thicker. And then cut it with stuff. a knife? Yeah. We had a, uh, a pasta machine when I was a kid that would extrude whatever uh, oh, the, that's fun. the cutter on the end was. So we would do it that way. I have a little. Nice. I, I've done it now. I've done it recently, but it's like so labor intensive and I don't want to. Yeah. it is a lot of work but the noodles do genuinely taste very good when you're done which is nice i always feel like when i make something by hand and then i eat it and then it's the same as if i just bought it from the store that i'm a real cuckold yeah (laughs) Uh you're a real but uh, grocery beta or whatever yeah exactly but uh but when i make my own pasta and then i taste it i'm like this was worth it i am smarter than everyone (laughs) you are smarter than a fifth grader yeah. Have you dipped into filled pastas at all, your tortellinis, your raviolis? I have, yes. My wife uh, very much enjoys my, my handmade, uh, yes, my wife, uh, <laughs> my my handmade uh, mushroom tortellini that I make for her birthday every year. Oh, pretty good. And that, honestly, tortellini is easier than noodles because yeah. you just, like, it. if the dough is sticky, that's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas stickiness is the enemy of cutting individual thin little strands of stuff. Uh, my other question will be, have you or would you try making ramen noodles, which involves a step of uh, alkalining, like with pretzels? Ooh. I do make pretzel rolls on a regular basis, and that doesn't bother me. So I, I would maybe try it, but there are other Asian noodles that I want to try before yeah. that. I, I really like those thick, not... Udon? How do I say? No. Hmm. I've done noodles dipped in lye. What are those thin? They're thin in one dimension and (laughs) wide in another dimension. Oh, yeah. Uh, Like chow fun noodles or whatever. Those like hand pulled. Yeah sheet noodles those ones i want to try to do because those look pretty good oh that's kind of like what the ones i did where you slightly like they end up looking like very wide linguine yeah yeah yes yeah. sort of like that yeah yeah Except, those ones yeah yeah stumpier than that but yes, yeah. I yeah but okay so and did those have egg in them mm, i don't think they don't have remember. to but do not they remember. can because I, I have not tried making noodles without egg yet, and I'm not sure how that works from a physics standpoint. But yeah. anyway, the other thing I did this past week was I watched. Um, so Jen and I really enjoy watching like dark comedies, a la 
clue the movie uh or you know that kind of thing Mm -hmm. the um screwball but about a murder type of thing so we tried out a movie that has been universally panned but because we just needed to know called the radio land murders do you know about this movie you guys i've seen ads for it but that's it sounds familiar it was made in the early 90s by george lucas oh no (laughs) yeah so you know it's good (laughs) Uh, he was just an executive producer but that was his era uh, of doing a bad job producing, so... He did such a good job of absolutely not understanding what anyone would want to see in a movie. It was like it was like foreshadowing for his later projects, I feel like. Yeah. Holy shit, what a bad movie. <laughs> oh my god. It, it was still fun because every all the scenes were intercut with, like, people doing farcical, old-timey radio ads... Uh, which is good, like having a person come on in a penguin costume and uh, sing a song about refrigerators. That's fun. But then all of the plot was so terrible. It was shocking how bad it was. Uh, Hmm, Interesting. Same director as the 1997 Mr. Bean movie. Oh, that makes sense. There's a lot of bean energy in this movie. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, you get that with a protein. It takes longer for your body to process it. (laughs) Yep. Should we so start anyway. a shake company called Bean Energy? Ooh, I like this. <laughs> yes, we should. Okay, good. Be- not Bean Energy? No, mm. absolutely not. That's the name of the drink. Okay. Mm, we, okay. The company is called Bean Energy, and then you can have a Bean Energy shake. <laughs> I hate this. Yeah, it's bad. So anyway, if you want to watch a truly terrible movie, like, maybe in an amusingly bad kind of way, um, Radio Land Murders. Is that part so, of that early? Oh, just real quick. Is that part of that early '90s weird trend to look back fondly on like 1930s culture? I'm thinking of the Rocketeer. I'm thinking of mm-hmm. the Shadow. Yes, things like that. Extremely, Dick Tracy. Yes, it extremely is, and it is very obviously trying to be Clue the movie without any uh, of the charm of Clue the movie. Okay, what it, good what to it know. made. What it made me think of when you said it was the Happy Time Murders, which was that Henson-produced noir, but in, like, a jizzing puppet land. Yeah. (laughs) Was Joel McHale in that? Yeah. Okay. I should watch that at Um, some point, even though I know it won't be good. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the exact feeling that made me watch the Radioland Murders, (laughs) and it wasn't good. I mean, I I support Brian Henson. What can I say? (laughs) Um... Yeah. So okay. It, it the whole movie is basically has the energy of the part at the end of Clue the movie when Tim Curry is like very rapidly telling the story of what he thinks happened. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, kind of. He like runs around the whole house, tell, saying like, and then this happened, and then this happened. Mm, okay. So the reason that's funny in Clue the movie is because they've earned it by te- by doing the story before that. <laughs> And this movie just launches right into, like, a manic hero, quote-unquote, who is constantly like, I think this is what's going on! I think this is what's going on! Um, And he's very unlikable, and as you watch it, you're like, I don't want this guy to succeed. (laughs) Fun. (laughs) Alright. So. Uh, So, it's our 200th episode, and we talked a lot about what we wanted to do for our 200th episode, and... We decided what we were going to do is pick a random Reddit, like back in our seeing Reddit days. But... And then the world <laughs> yeah. decided 
that Reddit is bad now. I mean, it was always bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Reddit has decided to cannibalize their uh, own fan base in the name of monetizing people's volunteer work. Um, mm -hmm. Very foolish idea, but basically a bunch of subreddits have closed. And one, we don't want to have to keep re-rolling until we get something usable. And two, we don't want to look like scabs. So mm -hmm. uh, we're going to do a fan fandom wiki, a different yeah. type of throwback that is probably also a bad website. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. We So this is from the early days of Hack the Net when we did a fan wiki every week, a random one. Uh, so we generated a random fan wiki, and this week's random fan wiki is Genshin, Genshin Impact. Yeah. Woo! Uh, this is... Let, well, let me just read the description here. Yeah. Genshin Impact is an open-world action RPG developed and published by Hoyoverse for the PS... Uh, ooh, PS. The... Wait, doesn't Louisa do this part? It's fine. Oh, yeah, go I for don't, it, I Louisa. No, I don't want to mess up the flow. You're already reading it. For the PC, iOS slash Android, and PS4 slash PS5 platforms, the game is a free-to-play... The game is free-to-play with a gotcha monetization system in the form of wishes. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a burn. Here's the like, thing. Oh yeah, you, you want to get you want to get more gotchas? Yeah, we'll wish for it. Fuck face. Yeah. Um, it's an open world action RPG, as it says. This is not what I know about the game at all. I only know it from people talking about it. All I know is the part about a gotcha monetization system where you collect new characters. Yeah, there seems to be also a trading card game within. Yeah. Uh, within Genshin Impact, I'm seeing on the front page here, based on new char new TCG character being like a type of page that they've newly created a lot of. The so, first time I heard of Genshin Impact, it was people telling me that it was a knockoff, uh, like a Chinese knockoff of um, uh, Link, uh, uh, Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. And then, like two years later, someone was like, yes, Genshin Impact is the second most valuable video game property in history or something crazy yeah, yeah. um yeah it, it is like decently nice looking um mm -hmm. in a way that is impressive considering it runs on telephones um <laughs> yeah we gotta get into that go on uh i'm the main thing i'm impressed by is that people have uh they're still playing it despite the extremely craven introduction of an additional game mode where you do additional gambling on top wow. of the like main one where you gamble for playable characters now there's this trading card one that louisa knew about that i didn't know about yeah so that's another way to play yeah it's a huh. genius invocation tcg so you see it has the same uh initials as genshin mm. impact i see uh See, when I heard about this game, I thought it was basically a new version of that Fire Emblem game they made for phones, and I think I might be kind of correct. I think that the trading card game probably is, but I think the the core game is not. Yeah, the core game is like a hmm, roam, around, okay. roam around the world action type of game, like collect stuff and hit things with a sword in real time. Yeah. Huh, um, okay. But the TCG does... seems to be more like a Hearthstone or Fire Emblem Heroes type of deal. Mm -hmm. Why do... Alright, I'm going to sound like the oldest person on Earth. Go for Why it. do young people want to play video games on their phones so much? Because it sucks. It's so bad. Because your phone's yeah. with you everywhere. Yeah, yeah but... 
Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It still sucks. This game is free, yeah. and it will work on a phone that you already have, versus... Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Versus having to, like, use your family's television to sit down and play it, only while you're at home and no one else is watching <laughs> yeah. TV. You don't want your parents to know about all your in-game waifus. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, looking at these trading cards, they are extremely, like, towing the line of pornography. <laughs> <laughs> Not even. Most of the characters have, like, full pants on. I mean, they are clothed, but they are posed in a way where it's like, but these are my breasts. You should look at them. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that's standard for uh, cartoons for doesn't teenagers. doesn't make it good, Jeff. No. That yeah. doesn't make it a good thing. We shouldn't normalize it. <laughs> I've been looking at the character list, which of course is a giant uh, collection of anime people who all have exactly the same face. No, yep. no, I shouldn't say that. There's two faces. There's cute, innocent face, and there's, like, tough, sexy face. Mm-hmm. There's the two anime faces, and they have these. The, that's the two genders. Yeah, right? Boo. <laughs> uh, and I... one of them in here, I notice, is a character with red braided hair that has, like, uh, shells and bones and shit in it. And that character is named Alloy, and I know that character with that name and that look is from a different game. What is happening? Oh yeah, maybe it's a yeah, crossover. Yeah, it's a crossover with Horizon Zero Dawn. Why? Oh, <laughs> what? Also, correction, her name is Aloy. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't either. So, it's, is that the only one? Am I missing others in this uh, collection? Maybe. How could you possibly know? <laughs> yeah, I will true. say it's the only one with a red background, so... Yeah, that, yeah. that's a thing. That is, uh... Yeah, I'm looking. That is absolutely just Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> it is an official crossover. Huh. Yeah, there's not a link here to, like, other crossovers, so maybe it is the only one right now. That's so strange. Hmm. I them, feel I like there should be a way to gamify this. If, Louisa, you should read us a name and we should try to guess what they look like. <laughs> mm, <laughs> Alright, like here's that. one. Sucrose. Sucrose. That's a big I'm blob say, monster. <laughs> I'm gonna say, well, listen, all of these all of these characters are designed to be sexually arousing to someone. Yeah, uh-huh. so a big blob so, monster. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's like a, like a scientist girl with glasses and, like, white hair. Jeff, any ideas? Yeah, I already said, a big blonde monster. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Matt is closest. Uh, it's okay. a, it's oh, because yeah. it's anime, of course, it's a sexy little girl, and she's Gross. wearing, like, bloomers and uh, stockings, and she does have glasses. Yeah, you were right about the glasses. Mm. You were spot yeah. on with Fucking the glasses. Fucking nailed it with glasses, hell yeah. The hair is, like, neon green white. Yeah, uh, but she might be I... science-related because she's holding some kind of test tube. Oh, not bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, She's she seems to be a bioalchemist. Oh, fuck yes. I fucking nailed <laughs> yeah, that. That's incredible. I'm, I'm very proud of myself. Uh, All right, someone else do one. All right. Let me see. Hold on. Character. I have the page open for character. We're going to get Beido. B-E-I-D-O-U. Hmm. I'm gonna say maybe this one's a man. <sighs> Is it a man with a very thin face? One of the classic uh, anime choices. <laughs> and okay. he has black hair and he's okay. wearing a dumb little hat somehow. <laughs> mm. Okay. Like a top hat, maybe? 
I'm imagining like one of those Tibetan like hats with a little tassel oh, on top. Okay. I was thinking like um like a like a JoJo's Bizarre mm, Adventure yes. type character. <laughs> and he's got gloves on. That's all I'm gonna say about him. Okay, Matt. <sighs> to be different, I'm gonna say woman. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say a woman with samurai armor. Okay. Who is a chef? <laughs> okay. And classic anime choice. She's got an eye patch or a scar. Holy crap! Uh, an eye patch. Okay. <laughs> is it a scar? Did I get it? She does have an eye patch. Fuck oh, yes. Oh, Matt's too good at this game. Her armor. I'm incredible at this game. Holy her shit. Her armor is vaguely <laughs> samurai esque. No. I wouldn't say uh, it's close enough that I would give you credit for that, but you're closer than Louisa. But She looks more like Chun-Li than a samurai. Yeah, she does have black hair and a big sword. Okay. Mm. Uh, she and does is wearing have... a perplexing uh, piece of headgear. She is the sexy woman as opposed to the cute woman, so she does have that thin uh, face. Yeah. Uh, red eyes. I feel like if any, if either of you mm. had gotten red eyes, that would have been a hundred percent points for you. I can't believe I got eye patch. I'm really proud of myself. <laughs> yeah, that was really impressive. All right, one more. I'm gonna do it. You guys click away from the list. All right. Um, I'm going to say Ito. I T T O. Hmm. I'm gonna say this is uh vaguely like wild man type of guy like maybe he's got like a like a fur collar type of thing or like a a, like a long uh what do you call that type of long jacket a duster Mm -hmm. i'm gonna say he's got a duster and like a thin sword or maybe some type of steampunk gun okay (laughs) that's pretty good all right i'm gonna also say it's a guy this is a uh he's got olive green hair he might have yellow eyes let's say He's mm-hmm. dressed as a soldier. He's a very serious soldier. He's not smiling. Ooh. Uh, Jeff is closest. Damn it. He is an Oni. Okay. Oh, shit. Uh, he's uh, got super ripped abs and a duster. So good job there, Jeff. Nice. Uh, he's got horns and red eyes, and he's carrying a big club. Oh, yes. This is exactly the type of th- uh, he doesn't have the like rough around the coat but oh man he is a yeah. wild man type he's got a big club yeah i thought yeah. he had suspenders but he just has tattoos as if he has suspenders yes tattoos of oh, suspenders <laughs> suspender tattoos is the next <laughs> phase of hipster i love that he has oh, like God. combat sandals yeah that's very yeah. good and shin guards here's the thing about this game character designs are pretty cool I want to play this game, maybe, you guys. <laughs> I, I've played a little bit of it. It's not bad. Is it good? Uh, huh. It's like moment-to-moment fun, but, you know, incomprehensible story-wise. Yeah. Um, I mean, really... We, we talked about Tears of the Kingdom for 20 minutes at the beginning of this, and that's also the same thing. Yeah. Well, they really tapped into the market of um, every, I don't know, couple of months, they bring out a new collection of sexy guys that you can just have a picture of to look at. Yeah. It's a profitable model. I like that your companion in this game is some kind of little demon fairy person named Payman, because that's the name of the devil from Hereditary. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, The, like, evil god that the cultists worship in that movie is named Payman, like, spelled the same way and everything. Oh, no. Uh, I think there's an... 
I think there's a thing in the like a recurring joke in the game where like the joke dialogue option is that you can threaten to cook and eat her. <laughs> Ew. Um Alright. Which she doesn't here's like. Something, here's something that's confusing me, is that there's a list there's a grid of sixty eight characters mm-hmm. here. And then I go up to the top in the characters menu and I see playable characters and there are five. Four, sorry, four. Mm-hmm. And then I look at featured characters and there are five. And then I look at NPCs and there are two. <laughs> what are the rest of these characters? <laughs> what other category is there besides playable character, featured character, or NPC? I think the featured ones are just like, these are the pages we're featuring for the day or week or okay. whatever. Well, that makes it even less uh, less characters covered by that then. Can you play as all these 68 characters? And if so, why are only four listed? Mm, good question. Yeah, interesting. Maybe those are just like the first playable characters. Maybe. Let's see. Character list. Does it list? Do you think the name? Do you think the name Albedo is the one that has been used used in the most animes ever? Yeah, that's the one. What? Albedo. Oh, yeah, there are sixty eight playable characters. That list we were looking at is all playable characters. Okay. Is that a name? Even. Yeah, Albedo uh, is one of uh, the characters in this, and it's a Final Fantasy thing. And Kingdom I'm looking. But at... I mean, it's not a real name, right? No, it's not. It's like. When a when a person is doing localization and they don't speak English super well, yeah, and they're like, okay, this character wears all white and has white hair. Uh, what's a word that means white? Albedo done. Yeah, yeah. This character's name's Sucrose because they like science. Yeah, that's yeah. a science word, and I, she's probably very sweet. I don't know, yeah. stupid, stupid game. Yep. Um. Yeah, I don't know, oh, Matt. You're gonna have to report back and let us know if this game. Uh, rocks or sucks. Those are the only two <laughs> yeah. options. Albedo is the main protagonist of the novel series Overlord, so that's helpful, I uh, guess. Hmm. There's so many fucking Albedos. Holy shit. Whoa. There's a character named Raiden Shogun. Can you guys okay. uh, take a guess <laughs> to, as to what this character looks like? I assume it's like the Metal Gear Solid character, so a waifish man, a nude waifish man with long silver hair. Okay, and Louisa? Uh, Mad Max. <laughs> uh, it appears to be a uh, purple, uh, purple kimono-wearing uh, sword lady. <laughs> She's Great. pulling the sword out of her body? Wait, I need to know, is it... Is she is the kimono purple or is the lady purple? Her hair and the energy swirling about her and the uh the short kimono are all purple. Her eyes are purple. She's okay. the sword is purple and she's pulling it like through a portal out of her chest. Great. Interesting. It's crazy looking. But that is So not... all of the characters all of the characters in this game can have a an element. I guess they all ha- do have an element yeah. that, I guess, dictates their moves or whatever. I'm looking at the list now. I get Cryo, Ice, makes sense. Dendro, I guess, Wood? Fine. Electro, yes. Geo, got it. Hydro, yes. Pyro, fine. What do you think Anemo is? Blood magic. Mm, oh, yeah, that'd be I bet. Cool. Are they evil? Anemo? Do they look sexy evil? No, they're all they're like sucrose as a as an anemo. Hmm. Wind, I guess. Oh, oh weird. anima is like the breath of life, right? Breath of the wild. No one knows. 
Dendro, Electro. Yeah. This this seems like it's bad, actually. Now I'm watching this. I don't want to pull, reading this. I don't want to I knew this is when it would fall apart, when their categorization <laughs> is weak and uh, confusing. I knew you wouldn't like yes. that. You'd love a good category. I do! Yeah. That's all I want. Yes. You, don't, you don't like uh, wind as one of the elements? It's not even that. It's that, like, there's not a thing on here where it's like, the 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 wind characters are faster, but that means that they have less melee power or whatever. It's like being of the wind element means that you're more inclined to ex- enjoy open spaces. Like, what the fuck does that mean in a video game? <laughs> uh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> you can just yeah, set your for house a human, up to get good points from the house academy. <laughs> I don't think you get any points. <laughs> It's just nonsense. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. Anyway, uh, is that all we have to say about Genshin Impact, or did we want to pull up random pages like we used to? I was trying to remember how we did that, because I went to the explore list, and there's not a random page button. Oh, interesting. Maybe we can't. Maybe it's not possible. But I do think that we should look at the the most popular pages, if I can remember how to do that. Let's see. I'm going to click all pages. Nope. Oh boy, a lot of them start with dot quote dot dot dot. So oh, that's man. the whole first page of those. That seems bad. This this wiki has eighteen thousand pages. No. Oh, we need to know. It, the most important thing is that we need to know if we can write comments on these pages. Yeah, without... true. You're right. Explore all pages. No, that's comments. not good. Factions. The seven. I don't think... I don't think you can without logging in. Yeah, no, you can't add comments. That sucks! I'm gonna log in then. (laughs) No, then they'll know who you are, and then the Genshin Impact fans will come for you. Let them come. (sighs) All I know is, I don't know anything about this game, but I know people who play it will take it super serious. Yes. They will be like, I am not at all horny for this scantily clad yeah. child. How dare you? I'm going to report you to the government. Mm-hmm. It's not a sex thing at all. Remember when we had to go at people who like ASMR and everyone got mad at us? Did people get mad at us for that? Uh, our friends did. Oh, that's fine. We kept on saying how ASMR is definitely a pervert sex thing, and it is. But everyone got mad. I feel like there are people who like it for non-pervert reasons, but that's not the, like, primary target audience. I can't imagine how that's possible. What else is there to like about it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You just don't like it. I don't like it either. I think it gives you some kind of body response like a massage would do, you know? Yeah, a sexual massage. (laughs) (laughs) Massages don't have to be sexual, is the thing. They do if you're doing them right. Hey! Uh, um, didn't this company come out with another game recently? They've had several. This wasn't even there. They had a hit with Honkai Impact Third, a predecessor oh, no. that was very similar to this game. Oh no, um, I've heard of Honkai Star Rail. I guess I think new? that's a more recent spinoff of uh, Honkai. Oh yeah, that was a Switch game, right? Yeah, I've heard of that too. Honkai Star um, Rail. Yeah. Same. Yeah, maybe I'll give this a try. I feel like I did download it at one point, and then I tried to... So many companies that make video games these days do a thing where, in order to start playing, you need to, like, sign up for their mailing list or something, and that 
Yeah. That turns me off to even trying new games a lot of the time. Yeah. But maybe I'll give it a go. I don't know. I'm pretty much bored with Tears of the Kingdom now, so. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Report back. <laughs> I just said that to annoy Louisa. Huh. It, it's uh, dismaying to see people really saying that for real. And it's like, God, do you get joy out of anything in life? I don't know. No, yeah, man. no, I don't. The number of people who are like, <laughs> I finished the game. Yeah. Like, you didn't. Yeah. You finished the plot, maybe. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's it for this. Um. So, yeah. I hope everyone liked this episode. If you did, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. We'll go back to doing random WikiHow articles in our next episode. Maybe. Uh, or we'll try something new. Tell. I don't know. Jeff seems to have some ideas. So. No, I don't have any ideas. But if you like the show, please tell a friend about it. That's the best way we can grow. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can message us on Mastodon to join our Discord. Our Discord is where we talk to our fans directly, and people ask us questions about what we talked about on the previous episode, get mad at us for saying that they're perverts for liking Genshin Impact, even though they definitely are. <laughs> so if you want to be a part of that, you can do that. Just message us. I'm on Mastodon at MattHeron at Mastodon.com online go listen to 200 episodes of creepy pod stuff over at weaponizedlanguage.com if that's your thing that you like to do um which for a, a distressingly large number of you it is your thing that you like to do so feel free uh if any of the podcasts aren't working currently please let me know as soon as possible because i might have just clicked a button wrong and made the website break that's all <laughs> All right, I want to say thank you to our fans for listening because, damn, 200 episodes of this iteration, 350 overall, it's pretty amazing. So thank you for being with us for that. And you can talk to me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the show. Everyone, please come back next week. But in the meantime, please don't forget Bazinga. Keep your pockets on track. Yeah, I'm the best around. (laughs) 